So good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Try, the number one channel where we talk about our self-healing and our journey to self. So I have traveled 1,600 miles to meet one of my followers and one of my friends in Colorado right now. And we've met through TikTok. And I was a part, and she was a part of my mindfulness community. And now we have become great friends and I'm very grateful for that. And I have seen her growing throughout our whole stay, right? Our whole yes. time, you know, working and learning from my videos. So here's Donna. She will introduce herself. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to take her light. So, uh, Donna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Donna. I'm a mother and a grandmother mother and a grandmother wonderful i know that has a lot of courage when it comes to being a mother and a grandmother as well you know there's a lot of responsibilities when it comes to it so tell me more about your journey to mindfulness well before i met you i didn't think i needed to be mindful but as i watched your videos so as I watched your videos, it started with the silence. When you were doing a video and you were silent and I was watching you, I'm like, well, why is he doing that? Why isn't he saying anything? And you said, well, I'm doing this on purpose. And you start talking about the purpose of being silent, silence, so, and how important it is. So. I was on a road trip from Nebraska to Denver and I was going back home and I decided to be silent in the car because in my life, it's my life's never silent. I always wanted something playing, the TV, the music, something like that. So I tried it and at first it was a little strange, made me feel a little funny, but I said, okay, I'm gonna try it and see how it makes me feel. And I did, and I only lasted for about 13 minutes. I was like, okay, that's great. 13 minutes of silence for me was terrific. So I started being mindful of being silent. And I tried that at home as well. Again, uh, all my electricity went out. So there was nothing in the house that I could play or be could be noisy the tv my phones what have you and so i was in silence in my bedroom and i was just there and i felt a little strange but then i felt really good i felt very peaceful as the time went by and next thing i knew i was asleep that's good that's i mean did you know that silence is actually a form of meditation? I did not. So you were actually practicing meditation without knowing it. Exactly. So, you know, being silent has a lot of benefits when it comes to, you know, I talk about that in my videos a lot of when you are silent, you actually have time to check in with yourself and time to actually reflect upon yourself. Because like you said, you know, growing up as a mother and your family is very familiar, right? Yes. Family oriented, so it's loud all the time. There's always TV music playing. Yes, right? yes. What 
that has taught us is that when we are busy, right, we, when we always distract ourselves, we're neglecting ourselves at the mm-hmm. same time, mm-hmm. right? And thank you so much for sharing that, Tukarana. And, um, you know, listeners, triers, you know, all of you are my triers, right? Triers, you know what triers stands for, the real you. So triers, try to, I guess today, try to embrace silence today because I did a meditation earlier. And what silence does to you is it helps you to actually tune inwards with yourself and to reflect upon your decisions, not only throughout the day, but also your decision throughout your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I talk about this, we are yes. the product of our environments and we are the creations from our environments. A lot of times, you know, our actions and our behaviors are the reflection of where we come from. Yeah. So, and a lot of it is, it's not healthy for us, right? It's not healthy <laughs> for us. A lot of it just manifests into our bad habits and yes. you know it passed from generation to generation and next thing you know we're passing on instead of passing on the goods we're passing on the toxicity yes or to our later generations and mm-hmm. then we question why is it why why are the kids not doing well in school you know mm-hmm. why are they having x y and z or why are they being exposed to gangs or stuff like that right yes. I mean, it's it's important. It's important to sit back and reflect and talk about our mental fitness, especially to our younger community now, and especially to our older community as yes. well. Like Donna, like you said, you know, you're a mother, mm-hmm. right? And you're a grandmother. So yes. you have gone through multiple generations and you've yes. seen a lot and mm-hmm. you have been exposed to so many, right? But one thing I want to ask you is self-love. Let's bring that up. Oh my goodness. Let's bring that up right now, right? Self-love. <laughs> self-love is something that not many of us really embrace and not many of us really know what self-love really is. So what is your definition of self-love? I mean, before watching my videos and after watching my videos, how are those different? Well, before your videos, I really didn't know what self-love was. I thought self-love was, oh, you take care of your kids, you raise your kids to, you know, to get them out of high school and to college. So I never did self-love care for myself. And oh my goodness. And after my son, my baby, he graduated. And mindfully, I was a stay-at-home mother. So after he graduated, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do now in my life? They don't need me, you know, to be that mother. So I started looking around and seeing what was good for me. So self-love, and then I found your video and self-love, you know, is like, Donna, do you love yourself? How are you loving yourself? So I start thinking about it. I'm like, wow, how am I loving myself? So I didn't know. You know, self-love involves what, um, there's a lot of factors involved mm-hmm. with self-love. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, I didn't even know self-love exists. Mm-hmm. Existed after <clears throat> about a year and a half ago. Okay. Right, because you know we we grew up so busy, yeah, right? busy in life. So going back to what you said earlier, you were a supporter. Yeah, so you constantly trying to look for a way to support other people. Yes, right, because you were a mom, so you're yes. busy. You're just you're always busy supporting your kids, and yes. now you have that time for yourself, and you just have to, and now you have that time to reflect upon yourself and see, wait, hold on, am I really loving myself? Mm-hmm. Right, so yes. self love comes with, like I said, self love. 
this there are many factors involved in our self-love like how you talk to yourself right how you treat yourself yes how you react to certain things right how you cook for yourself yes. right so yes. what what are some what are some things that you have been practicing ever since you joined the mindfulness community regarding self-love and self-care it's a few things one is the gratification of the little things what did you call it um the little successes yes uh celebrate the little successes oh my goodness it brings me such joy to celebrate the little things that i do because i was just like you know if you don't have this big thing that you've done in life you know you don't feel good about yourself but the little things like an example i cleaned my car I really celebrated me cleaning my car. I celebrate, like if I get up and clean my bedroom, I celebrate that. So that's in my mind now is to celebrate my little successes in my life. You know, thank thank you so much for that. To be honest, celebrating your small successes is important. Yes. But where you are today, takes a lot of courage and takes a lot of those small steps along the way in order for you to be where you are today. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us focus on the, like, you know, you, you all can check out my Celebrating Small Successes. It's it's like one of the first few many episodes that I put out on the podcast. But I talked about the fact that, you know, where you are today is, accu uh, is the accumulation of those small successes. Like, yes. you can't just wake up one day and be a mother, right? right. I was talking to one oh of your grandsons mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, how old are you? And he was like six. Right? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it takes time, right? It takes time for you to grow. Like, I think he, I forgot what he said, but he said he wanted to grow up so fast or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, everything takes time. Like, you can't just, you weren't a baby yesterday and now today you're six years old. Right. And it just like, it shook him. And he was like, he looked at me like, oh my God, like, <laughs> whoa, like, who is this guy coming in and telling me like, Things takes time, time, you know what I mean? Right. I'm like, we gotta <laughs> right. embrace that. We gotta mm -hmm. embrace the fact that everything takes time. And, you know, being a mother, there were so many steps along yes, the way. You know, you exactly. had to carry your kids nine months and you have to deliver them, you have yes, to feed them, you know. Yes. And you said your son is, well, you didn't say it, but one of your sons is, what, 30? 37. 37. The other one is 19. 19. And you have a middle daughter. Yes, right? 32. She's, she's 32. And a 20 year old daughter. And a 20-year-old daughter, look at that. Like, you are an accomplished. <laughs> yeah, like your life is an, full of accomplishments, right? Yeah. Those small successes lead to bigger accomplishments, and those bigger accomplishments then lead to bigger accomplishments. Yeah. But it's the fact that how how are we mindful with those accomplishments and celebrating that, mm -hmm. right? A lot right. of times, we don't really reflect upon that. No, not at all. I didn't reflect on it. I was just a mother. It's just like... You have kids, so raise them the best way you know how. And I was never mindful of, you know, thinking that it was this big old deal. It was just like, okay, I have kids. Let's do the best I can. But it is a big deal. It is a big deal. Now it is a big deal, right? Right, right. right. And like with the first two kids, the 37-year-old and the 32-year-old, I was a single mother. I was a single mother for 10 years. Thank you for that. And how, 
How did that play in your kid's life and how did that contribute to their traumatic experiences oh and how gosh. are they right now? I I think it let me let me think about that. Well, of course, you know, without having the two parent family, they only had me, so I'm sure they missed out on the two parent thing and me always working. So <sighs> being a single parent, it, it, it was hard. I think I believe it was hard for them, okay. you know, because okay, the other parent is gone, and the and me, the parent that stayed, is always working mm -hmm. to be the provider. Okay. Okay, and how how do you think that plays in their life and adulthood right now well they're both married now okay and when i sit down and talk with the two eldest kids the 37 year old you know really tells me how he felt mm -hmm. growing up okay and he felt neglected of course oh, there you, go. you know he did but i'm like <clears throat> okay do I be on welfare and stay home with him 24-7? Mm -hmm. Or do I go get a job mm -hmm. and try to provide more for him? Mm -hmm. And so I make the choice to work. Yeah. Because to me, welfare wasn't, it, it wasn't enough for us three. It, yeah. it really wasn't. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I had to do what a single parent had to do, yeah. you know, is work and provide. Yeah. And I know I neglected him because this, the last two kids had this um, two-parent family. Okay. And so he looks, the 37-year-old looked at that. Yeah. And he saw like, wow, mm -hmm. mom is really with them. Okay. You know, there, there there's something there. Yeah. There's something there. So, you know, you... You apologize. Yeah. But what do you do? Yeah. And one thing you pointed out was very good is that the fact that you were able to sit down and talk with your son. Yes. Not many families, matter of fact, are able to sit down and have a conversation like that. Matter of fact, my family, we didn't even have a, the courage, mm -hmm. you know, to sit down and have a conversation. You know, we, we are from totally different, yes. diverse yes. background and ethnicity, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just that I value that. I value the fact that you were able to sit down and you were able to actually have a conversation with your son mm -hmm. and kind of just point out the things that he need because now that is constantly in the back of his mind. Yes. Now he's aware of the fact that, oh, I was neglected. So therefore, mm -hmm. I shouldn't neglect my sons or my right, daughters or right. I have kids, right? Mm -hmm. He do. He does right. have kids, right? Yes. So that's the thing, like being aware and break that generational trauma and generational yes. curse, you are front of the line, mm -hmm. right? So we, let's say, okay. All right, so let's reverse back to Donna because this is Donna's life, right? Because we want to learn more about her. So let's say, and learn more about her and also at the same time, how mindfulness has really helped her and how you know, being mindful and yes. loving herself has really helped us. So yes. one of the, so I, <clears throat> we, we had a lot of conversation behind the scene as well. So one of the questions I asked Donna is, how do you 
practice self-love after your marriage, the, the previous marriage that had happened to you? Like, what were some of the st- no, Matter of fact, no, backtrack. What happened after the marriage? Like, what did you do in order for you to run away, right? Keyword, she did run away. <laughs> run away from that pain yeah. that you're feeling. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what did you do? What are, some, what are some things that you did? I moved from Denver to Nebraska. And in my mind's thought, I was like, okay, I'm a widow now. I want something different. I wanted a whole new something different in my life. So with me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to another state. But why did you go, Donna? Why did you go? Remember we had this conversation. Why did you go? Why did you do what you did? (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm thinking I just did it because I wanted to have a new life, new something. Um, Colorado for me was very traumatic. And I was kind of tired of the city. And And I just wanted something brand new for myself. Okay. Okay. But I didn't know I was running until I met Huey. Oh my gosh. I was like, I'm doing this this cool thing. You know, I'm packing up, I'm moving. I can do that. My my kids are kind of young adults. And I can do this for myself. But I talked to Huey about it. <laughs> he was like, Donna, I think you I think you ran. I was like, huh? I was, I had to think about that because I am a runner. I'm a stuffer, Mm. you know, my feelings, I stuff my feelings. Mm. I don't, I don't want to feel my feelings. And Huey makes you feel your feelings. I hate feeling feelings. I don't want to cry. I don't, I don't want to feel them. I just be like, oh, no, if I have to feel sad, I'll be like, no, I don't, I, I don't want to feel sad today. So I, I, I just stuff it and move on and just do something happy. You know, watch a happy comedy or dance or something, not feel. I don't like to feel them. And so by being in the community and watching... Huey's videos, he talks about when he first said, I want you to feel your feelings. I was like, oh my goodness, no. I was like, don't do that, Huey. I was like, I don't, I don't want to feel today. I don't want to feel because, you know, feeling your feelings, you have to deal with them. And I was so happy in my little room, in my little bed. And he was like, start feeling your feelings. I was like, ew. I was like, no, I don't want to feel. So, and we broke down a lot of this behind the scene as well, right? So, yes. when you were running away, mm-hmm. that's a traumatic response. That's a trauma response. Yes. Right? If you ran away from what you had, like the hat, well, you ran away from the old memories that you had because you don't want to be in the same state anymore. So, therefore, you're like, you know what? Let me just run to another state yes. so I can start brand new. But yes. the fact that, yes, it is okay for you to move to another state. Like, I don't want to give the wrong impression. Mm-hmm. It is okay for you to move to another state. But when you are stable, when you are emotionally stable, physically mm-hmm. stable, right, and mentally stable, that's when you can move. Don't move from by running 
Yes. By neglecting who you were. Right. And now you are back in Colorado and now you are working on yourself and now you are able to stay here mm-hmm. and be happy yes. at the same time. Yes. So you are succeeding. Right. There are yes. little successes along little, the way. That you yes. Go. Right. And um, and also at the same time, it is important to dig deeper within yourself. Right, Donna? Like that's something that all of us are neglecting. Like we yes. don't want to dig deeper within ourselves because we are scared to bring up all of those traumas that we had in the past. Like we talk about all of this, right? Yes. Like we, you literally pour yes. your whole heart I out did. of your, I did. yeah, of your, um, of your past and your childhood and all of that. And I was like, oh my God, like we relate in so many ways. Like when you were running away, I ran away a year ago. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. I ran away to college because mm-hmm. I had come from an abusive family, mm-hmm. right? And then after that, I ran away again. Like after my breakup, I was like, no, I don't want to stay in this county because mm-hmm. I'm scared that I might run into the person or, you know, I'm exposed to the same scenery again, mm-hmm. which which going to bring up a lot of feelings and emotions. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do it. So I'm neglecting the old me. Mm-hmm to find the new me, but the new me has, then the old me hasn't really healed yet. So how am I gonna continue to work on my on the new me or the improve me if my the old me hasn't healed yet? Yes. So that's where, you know, I started a whole podcast and I start healing other people, mm-hmm. right? Because I mm-hmm. heal mm-hmm. through the healing of others right. as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay, let's go back to self-love and how we talk to ourselves majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about it, Triers. Right now, you can pause the podcast. You can pause the podcast and just reflect upon yourself and ask yourself, how do I talk to myself? Like have that internal dialogue with yourself. So Donna, I have a question for you. Okay. Before joining the community, how did you use to talk to yourself? And then after being exposed to the community, having you know, after having a conversation with me and all of that, mm-hmm. how do you talk to yourself now? Before I joined the community, it was always kind of negative. I used to talk to myself, or sometimes I never talked to myself. I didn't even think I needed to talk to myself. I think I was just living life, you know, just, you know, do what you're supposed to do and never being mindful of myself. So after I joined the community, and watching huge videos of being mindful of myself. When I think something negative right away, I'd be like, nope, how can I make that a positive? So now I'm aware of how I talk to myself. Mm. Am I talking negative over myself or am I talking positive? So when the negative come, I stop it right away, that thought, Mm -hmm. that negative thought. And I say, no, mm-hmm. how can I turn that into a positive? Mm-hmm. So I'm real mindful now okay. of the positive and the negative mm-hmm. that I'm giving myself. Okay. And I remember you would, okay, so we, we hang out too. <laughs> so Donna's a very lovely lady and she offered me a place to stay while I'm traveling. And as a reward, you know, I'm doing a podcast for you, you know, showing showcasing you and connecting that to mindfulness and self-love okay. and self-care and self-improvement, mm-hmm. right? And we were hanging out. 
And we went to the Stanley Hotel. Oh my God, it oh was wonderful. Y'all, I'm going to be doing a video on YouTube if you really want to check that out about the Stanley video and you know my whole trips of seven days solitude and oh my God. But anyways, more than seven days now, It's it's been like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably after I counted everything you know, yesterday. I reflected. I was like, "Oh my God, it's gonna be like eleven days now right. after the whole traveling, <laughs> driving." All that. But anyways, I took a picture for Donna in front of the cart, and she was just like, "I don't even want to see it." Oh, and I, you know me, I I questioned her right away, yes. and I was like, "Donna, what are the? What is that? Like, is what? Why? Why do you feel that way, Donna?" Because I don't like the outside of Donna right now. And I was like, the camera doesn't love me. So I don't, I'll take a headshot, but the full body, no. Mm -mm. I, I, I told Huey, I was like, I, I, I'm not there yet. I don't like the whole Donna yet. Why, why is that? Why is that like, what contributes into that? Like you said, you don't like the outside of you. What contributed into that? Like when somebody said they don't like certain things about themselves, it's the outside factors that are affecting their thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And I, how, and it's a trauma response as well, because I will tell you my story after this. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you my story in another video, but this is about Donna. So what are some of the traumatic, traumatic responses that came up into your head or what had caused those thinkings that lead to self-deprecating thoughts about your physical look? Because, Donna, we took a picture together. Girl, you loved it. What you mean? Oh, I, right. I oh, love the pictures. See, I'm cringing right now. It's just like, oh, how can you say that? I don't know. You know, I hear you love every curve, love every, uh, I, I don't love every curve. I'm sorry. Not right now. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. Because I, for myself, want to look a certain way. Okay. You know, okay. Pause. I, I let's know. let's pause right there. Why do you want to look a certain way? Are you comparing yourself? Triers comparing. Right. We. I have an episode on this too. Are you comparing yourself to other people? And the and the fact that you're not happy with who you are right now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But for me, I, I don't know. For me, I just don't, I don't like the stomach area. That That's my, that's, that's my thing. You know, I know I had four kids <clears throat> and um, might have a little tummy, but for me, I don't like it. Like I haven't looked at myself in the mirror. Okay. I, I can't look at myself, my whole self, in the mirror right okay. now. Okay. Let me ask you something right now. Okay. How many Donnas are there in this world? One. One. How many Hueys are there in this world? One. One. So your physical look and who you are right now is what makes you that number one. Right? Okay. Think about that. So why, why, why are you having self-deprecating thoughts in the world? Why do you not like yourself? That tummy that you have, you said, look, that tummy that you have makes you number one. God, Huey, you drive. Right? 
okay, I'm not gonna cry. He was making me cry. Right? That that yes. makes you number one. Yes. Whatever that is a part of you makes you number one, dryers. Like and remember that. I know that it's gonna be hard <gasps> reflecting and accepting who mm-hmm. you are, accepting every curves, right? Accepting yes. every stretch marks, accepting every I don't like to say the word flaws, but accepting every imperfection that you have because those are make what makes you who you are yes. as a person that's what makes you a complete whole and that what that's what makes you the number one mm-hmm. right there's only one of you in this world dryers there's only one of you and the rest is everybody else and like you said you don't like the way you look Right, so there's that sense of comparing. Like mm-hmm. you want to have slimmer ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just a slimmer tummy, because I like everything else. I I don't like my, the tummy area, so if I can get rid of that, I, I I think I'll be okay with self. But I don't know, and I promise, I'm promising Huey right now, I'm going to look at myself, my whole self. In the mirror soon, really soon, mm-hmm. and start to try to love myself, the whole me, before I lose the tummy. Okay. Okay, and I will keep you accountable for that. Yes, promise, right? keep me accountable, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him, yeah. like, okay, I looked at myself, I looked at every curve. I can't even say it. I'm going to say I'm beautiful. I don't see myself. You are beautiful, Donna. We, all of us are beautiful. We're beautiful creatures of God. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why my, my, okay, my definition of God is an entity up mm-hmm. there, right? That's mm-hmm. why they have created us and only one version of us. Yes. So yes. reflect upon that today, I will. right? Reflect upon that and learn to, and that's part of your self-love and self-healing yes. journey. Yes, exactly. Right? And, exactly. you know, the way you practice talking to yourself and the way you practice those positive affirmations towards yes. yourself is what will accumulate to that bigger and improved version of yourself. Yeah. Right? So everything takes time. One day, like, if, if it can't happen today, right. it can happen tomorrow, but it needs to happen eventually. Of yes. Looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you are beautiful. You know, I, I noticed you like to take a lot of selfies, <laughs> right? And I, I, I told her to practice still, too. And I said, Donna, after every selfie, no, before every selfie, tell yourself that I am beautiful. Yes. Look, look, look at your face in the camera, and after taking every picture, tell yourself that you are are beautiful because the more you tell yourself and the more you replay that song inside your head the more it will be stuck the more it will stick in your subconscious mind because a lot of times we act out of our subconscious mind right we're not in control of it right right but when we gain awareness that's when we are in control of Mm -hmm. ourselves and our actions and our emotions and all of that yes right so thank you so much triers for tuning in today and Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. For being here and being on this podcast with me. And Triers, remember that your voice matters. That's why I showed up. (laughs) And that's why I want to hear your story. And that's why I want to connect that to mindfulness. And for us to start gaining awareness of who we are as a person. Right? How are we, how do we talk to ourselves? Yes. How do we love ourselves? 
right? What are the cause of those generational trauma that causes us to act and to act a certain ways in today's society? Because yeah. there's just so many, like I said, you know, cause and effect. Yes. Right? There's always cause and there's effect. Mm -hmm. And how can we change our future? And what we do right now is how we are going to be moved in the future.